1: and at times eloquent their effort was, the Democratic House managers are not going to convince two-thirds of their Senate colleagues to vote to impeach Donald J. Trump. Welcome to the Reimagine America Radio Hour. I'm a businesswoman, not a politician. I solve problems. I'll make them. Over the years, I've done a lot of go-to-market strategies for a lot of different clients. But I always remind my clients, there has to be an element of truth in the assertions you make to customers. The more truth, the better the campaign. Bearing that in mind, Trump is guilty of everything that he is charged with. The nation would benefit from his attorneys just acknowledging that at the outset of their defense. He did it, but it's not impeachable. And let me tell you why it's not impeachable. Ukraine got the aid, and the whole chronology of events demonstrates less mendacity than sheer idiocy. Yes, Donald is the don of the moron mafia. Now, that's not my title. I can't take claim for that. It's an appellation given to the whole Motley crew by Rick Wilson, longtime and very successful Republican operative and the author of Everything Trump Touches Dies and Running Against the Devil. But being a moron is not an impeachable offense. It was moronic to think that this little moron mafia, this Motley crew, could hide the reality of what they had done from Congress forever. There is bipartisan support for Ukraine in the Congress. As we know, senators were asking questions. The Impound Control Act of 1974, which the GAO, the Government Accountability Office, says the president violated, would have come into play because it has budgetary implications. Ineffective is the first word that comes to mind when you think that it took 18 months to recall one pesky ambassador from the Ukraine. Ambassadors serve at the pleasure of the president and with the confirmation of the Senate. Mike Pompeo was already at state when the newly discovered Trump hotel dinner took place in April of 2018 a full year before Ms. Yovanovitch was recalled and replaced by retired Ambassador Bill Taylor. Ineffective, but not impeachable, because being ineffective is not impeachable. Further, Trump's attorneys can argue, describing the whole mess, Turning yourself into a laughingstock in front of our NATO allies and foreign enemies alike is not an impeachable offense. But I would add, it is something voters might want to consider come November. And Pat Cipollone, the White House consul, could, with a certain air of superiority, point to the president's history of questionable taste in personal attorneys. There was Roy Cohn, Michael Cohn, and now Rudy Giuliani, all three of whom, over the years, have given the president bad advice. But I would add that poor taste in lawyers may be an indication that the voters want to take into account in November. The White House lawyers will argue that putting one's reelection election prospect ahead of the public good is also not grounds for impeachment or any sort of removal. And they are correct. If putting the public interest first were a criteria for staying in any office at the federal level, most members of the Senate would be gone. But then we must turn our attention to the second article of impeachment, the obstruction of Congress. When working with a client to plan the rollout of a go-to-market strategy and the ad campaign that undergirds it, I frequently remind them of the importance of repetition, telling the potential customer the same thing over and over again until the customer comes to believe it. So, at the risk of repeating myself, and with apologies to regular listeners, I'm going to repeat myself. I am less worried about the facts of the specific case against Donald J. Trump than I am worried about normalizing his behavior. In this and other instances, I am very worried about the precedent that is being created. Normalizing foreign interference in our elections is not a good thing and bringing the weight of the whole U.S. government down on a private U.S. citizen, Joe Biden, subverts the U.S. judicial system. By the way, if Biden were guilty of misconduct, the Republicans could have impeached him in 2014 when they had the majority in both houses of Congress. But for me, speaking for me alone, the far larger issue Is the permanent weakening of the constitutional power of Congress as a co-equal branch of government. In fact, as conceived by the framers, the slightly more equal branch of government, power that has been ceded to previous presidents, expanded by this executive, and will be the starting point for every president who follows So don't Republican senators realize the power they are ceding to Trump? The power of the purse. His emergency declaration over the border wall and funding that he has taken from lawfully appropriated Defense Department authorizations now two years in a row. And Congress does. That's right. Silence. The war making power. The killing of an Iranian general, Soleimani, without any consultation with any member of Congress, with the Gang of Eight, responded to, with ballistic missiles from Iran, that wounded, seriously, 32 U.S. service personnel, perhaps long-term disabling them. And have you thought, ladies and gentlemen of the Senate, have you thought, what might have happened if the Iranians had not accidentally shot down a Ukrainian airline if it, a Ukrainian airliner? There is some irony in that, you know. That's quickly changing the subject of ballistic missile strikes, and I could go on. but you get the point. The GOP appears to be heading toward endorsing Trump's ultimate refusal to be accountable to either the Congress of the United States, or to the people of the United States through their elected representatives. His refusal to follow the Constitution and 200 years of established precedent to abide by congressional subpoenas for documents and witnesses that make Congress, that create in Congress the break, the breaking system on the power of the presidency. By doing that, Donald Trump has drawn a new line in the sand. Harding gave over all the documents during the Tea Pot Dome scandal that saw two of his lieutenants sent to prison, although he personally was cleared of criminal conduct. Even Richard Nixon didn't try to keep all the documents and witnesses from Congress, just the tapes. And the Supreme Court shot him down at that point unanimously. And that unanimous decision is the standing law of the land. It said that the president is not above the law of the land and is subject to subpoenas from Congress. If the GOP uses their slim majority to prevent a gathering of all of the relevant documents and witnesses, the power of Congress will be permanently diminished. Let me say that again. If the GOP refuses to use their slim slim majority to ensure that we gather all the relevant documents and hear from all the relevant witnesses, the power of Congress will be permanently diminished. That is in direct conflict with the framers' intent and the theory of the Constitution. Government of the people, by the people, and for the people divided between members of Congress who represent the people and the executive who swears to faithfully execute the law. Execute, not decree. 30 years in corporate life taught me that when creating a plan, always be humble. Remember, execution usually does not go according to plan. It certainly did not in La Faire, Ukraine. But just as I advise my clients and just as I do in my own head while I'm advising those clients, I ask myself the most important question of all in the planning cycle. What if? Before voting not to seek all the relevant documents and witnesses, the GOP senators need to ask themselves, what if? what if the next president is not donald j trump but a democrat or an independent what will the senate do if the next president as some democratic candidates have threatened to do on and i quote day one on and I, end of the quote what if they declare a national emergency and embargo sugar in all processed foods and beverages Embargo guns through a rigid set of background checks and licensing requirements. Embargo transcontinental air travel too toxic to the environment. Outlaw all plastic bags, as China has just done. Declare every barnyard cistern in the nation a national water work. Require every American to purchase an electronic vehicle within 24 months and close all the filling stations or abolish private car transportation altogether in the name of climate safety, or imprison a whistleblower in defiance of existing law, or worse, as President Trump suggested at the UN in September, a suggestion that forced the existing whistleblower into the sheltering arms of the US Marshal Service, where he remains as we speak today. Can the Supreme Court in such an instance, can the Supreme Court stand alone for the Constitution? Nine learned scholars against the mob. Do the Senate Republicans really want to set the precedent that the executive is not bound by the constitutional role of congressional oversight, necessary compliance to congressional subpoenas for witnesses and documents? It Is, is it a precedent every future president will use to avoid being accountable to Congress for anything. Because that precedent would say that the administration needs only to go to court, go do some court shopping and file repetitive appeals to adverse decisions for the entire two-year congressional session and then start over again with the next Congress. I got to tell you, folks, That is something Elizabeth Warren, for example, would embrace with relish, to the detriment of the nation. If presidential power is not subject to congressional oversight, it is monarchical. If the Senate votes, as I fear they will, to dismiss the case without seeking the withheld documents and the firsthand witnesses, The results will not alter the language of the Constitution as it's enshrined in the National Archives. But, but, but it will significantly alter the Constitutional, the Congressional power of oversight, let alone impeachment, without the constitutionally mandated agreement of both houses of Congress and the ratification of three-fourths of the states. Yes, it will have the impact of amending the Constitution without the input of three-fourths of the states. In other words, without the input of the American people. The amendment process must remain the only means of altering the Constitution. Several large state legislatures seek to change the Electoral College by a compact, because they cannot get an amendment to the constitution passed if you think that those states are wrong and i believe they are wrong because they say the majority of popular vote would then force the electors of that state even if that if the other candidate had won the majority of votes in that state that the electors would be forced to vote for the person who won the majority of the popular vote giving California and New York, the power that they seek, without amending the Constitution. So if you think that that's wrong, that that compact violates the Constitution, then you must also believe that the administration's refusal to turn over any documents or send any of the subpoenaed witnesses to testify in the impeachment trial of Donald J. Trump is wrong and diminishes the power of the people over their government. So it's up to you to pick up the phone and call your senators, or tweet them at hashtag documents and witnesses. The objective here is not to impeach the president only 10 months before an election. The task before the hundred members of the Senate is not to convict and remove the president, just to make sure we, the people, through our Congress, keep him and those who follow him relatively honest. And we'll be back soon with another episode of Reimagine America's Radio Hour.
0: Thanks for listening to Reimagine America with Joyce Cordy.